rockzone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. If you or a loved one is rushed to the hospital for emergency treatment, probably the last thing on your mind is a lawsuit. But you can bet the ER doctors are thinking about Emergency physicians can expect to be sued once for every 20,000 patients they see. That may not seem like a lot, but that's once every four or five years. Then, race is a part of everyday life. But where does America stand in the national conversation on race? And where is it going? There is something short of racist to get at here, and that's the way people's criticisms can develop racial overtone. Those two stories, and much more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stay with us. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Hospital emergency rooms can be high-pressure places where medical personnel make split-second life-or-death decisions. But lately, it seems more pressure faces ER doctors, making them choose more tests and scans of patients than ever before. For more on this, let's welcome Dr. Angela Gardner, president of the American College of Emergency Physicians. Thank you for having me. Well, let's get right to it. What is happening that's causing this increase in expensive tests and scans of emergency room patients? Well, there are several factors that affect that. One of them is that we simply have many more people coming to the emergency department. 120 million people were seen in the last figures released by the CDC. But if there are more patients, it seems counterintuitive. There might be less time for tests, yet it seems they're doing more tests of these patients. Well, there are two things at play here. One is that people have gotten older as a population and so are sicker. Mm -hmm. And people have an increased incidence of diseases such as obesity that lead to consequences. And some of those things require more testing. Another thing that's happened is that in the emergency department, we have become the testers of the hospital. Remember when you were a child, maybe, you heard about people being admitted to the hospital quote, for tests, unquote. Right, sure. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Because of the way that payments are done, people are not admitted to the hospital to a room inside just to get tests. So it's very important when people come into the hospital that it already be proven that they have a certain diagnosis and what's going to happen subsequently. That's the way the payment system is structured. So a lot of that testing now is being done in the emergency department. How big a factor is the concern over malpractice lawsuits? Is the emergency room kind of a hot spot for that? Yeah, we are a hot spot for that. Emergency physicians can expect to be sued once for every 20,000 patients they see. That may not seem like a lot, but for an emergency physician in average private-type practice, that's once every four or five years. And that's if you do everything well. Malpractice for doctors seems like something that should happen once in your lifetime or never if you're very, very good. But the fact is it's simply a matter of statistics now. You're going to be sued once every 20,000 visits. So the batteries of tests that they give patients, the fear of a lawsuit could certainly be a factor there, I would think. It does drive testing in all kinds of ways. 
one, of course, is the very fear that you might miss something that's important, and no one wants to miss something. In the emergency department, these are not our patients that we can call back and have them come in for more tests or call back and check and see how they're doing the next day. Emergency physicians work shift work and frequently be a different set of doctors on the next day. And we don't have long-standing relationships with them, so we don't know their history and their background the same way a primary care provider would. And these kind of tests that we're talking about can cost thousands of dollars, right? Many of them can. And that's obviously a big cost for patients as well as their insurance companies. Is there any solution to this situation that you see down the road where there can be a a way to streamline things, or are we pretty much set with this now? Well, this is a very complex and emotional issue. And, of course, speaking as a doctor... What we would like, what I would like as a doctor, is not to be sued unless I'm negligent. And that isn't the reality. So one thing that could change would be to change the laws so that doctors get sued only if they're negligent. But this would have to happen at a government level, I guess, to really make some changes happen, huh? It really would. And you know, patients really should be for this. Right now, this is a statistical problem, and it's a big business and doctors are very fearful of it. Well, patients should be fearful, too, because because of the fear that is out there in general, it could cause you as a patient to have tests that you may or may not need. We're talking with Dr. Angela Gardner, who is president of the American College of Emergency Physicians. Doctor, does the Obama health care plan have any impact on emergency room care or treatment that you're aware of? Well, there's going to be a lot of impact from the bill. I'm not sure that I can accurately uh, characterize it in just a few minutes. The thing that won't be affected, I believe, though, is any attempt to change malpractice laws or tort reform. There's only provision for some pilot projects to be funded. There won't be any overall change in the way that lawsuits are handled for physicians. Doctor, if I'm in a situation where I must go to the emergency room, is there anything I can do as a patient to make the experience smoother and better? Yes, actually, there are a couple things I can recommend, and you can find some of these on our website as well, www.asap.org. The informed patient and the informed doctor make better decisions. So if patients know their medications, what they're taking, what their medical history is, that helps doctors make better decisions. If you have a primary care physician and you can give that information and that person could be contacted, that would help make better decisions. So if you're having a problem and maybe it's not doctor's hours, you know, it's a Saturday night or something, You should perhaps try to reach out to your regular doctors, what you're saying, rather than just drive to the emergency room. Well, there are certain conditions for which you should not wait. You should call 911 right now. If you're having chest pain, if you're short of breath or having trouble breathing, if you become unconscious for any reason, you need to call 911. Okay, so those are really critical situations. Exactly. Now, if you've had a mild symptom for three weeks and you just need it checked on, that's when you would need to call your doctor and say, should I go to the emergency department or can you see me in your office or what should I do? Doctor, how does the traditional emergency room experience compare to going to uh, one of these 24-hour medical clinics or dock-in-the-box, as they're sometimes called? What's the difference and what might the patient not get? Well, I think it can be an alternative for some people. The problem is It's hard to address that because there are so many different variations out there. So for an informed consumer who knows what those places offer, 
then that might be a good alternative. What some people don't realize is that if you go to some of these places with a very serious condition and you need to be hospitalized, you will be transferred to an emergency department anyway. I see. So in some cases, it's not a way to circumvent the emergency department. Good advice from Dr. Angela Gardner, president of the American College of Emergency Physicians. Doctor, we want to thank you so much for joining us on InfoTrack, and your website is ASEP.org. That's A-C-E-P dot O-R-G. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. Next, race in America. It's always a hot-button issue. And what our next guest has to say will open your eyes. That's straight ahead. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 